We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Lakers miss a golden opportunity in Game 2, and now they want to advance to the NBA Finals. They're going to have to win four out of five against Denver. You're listening to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined by Darius and Mike. And D, it was right there. We had control of a good portion of that game. Um, There were a couple of stretches where we let go of the rope, and there were a couple other stretches where it was like, we're up eight, but we should be up 13, if not for a couple of, you know, silly plays. But Jamal Murray catches fire. The Nuggets in general hit like five threes in a row at one point and pulled away in the fourth. We... Almost come back, but not quite. Lakers lose by five. Where do you want to start us out? Let's start at the beginning. So the Lakers changed their starting lineup this game. They took Dennis Schroeder out of the starting lineup and went back to their OG group of Jared Vanderbilt joining the core four of D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. And I'm not exactly sure. I think that helped. To a certain extent, um, Vando made a few plays and he, um, in terms of just like getting on the backboards and just his size, I think was more helpful. But there's so many things to consider about this matchup. It's it's super interesting. I think you hit the nail on the head that the Lakers missed a golden opportunity, Pete. I also think that the Nuggets are showing why they were the number one seed. Um They're a very, very good team. Jokic is an excellent player. And their role players slot in perfectly around what he does well. And he's able to lift them in ways that accentuate their best qualities and traits as players. And so, for example, he was able to hold them in in a lot of different ways. He had another triple-double. This game, um, he shot the ball efficiently, efficiently again. He had 17 rebounds and 13 assists. We were talking about this a little bit offline, but um, I was watching some of what Draymond Green was talking about and um, about this series in general. And one of the things that Draymond had talked about was the idea of, of needing to take one thing away from Jokic, right? Like if you you try to tilt him towards scoring or you try to tilt him towards assisting but he can't be a guy who's getting like double digit assists 
um, and scoring in the 20s and in the last game in the 30s, right? And Draymond said this stat, and I don't know... And I don't know the exact numbers, but he basically said that if there if Jokic is over six assists, then Denver wins like all of the time. And if he's under six assists, that they barely win it at all. And I don't have the numbers, but I sort of trust what Draymond's saying in this. And Jokic had a 12 assist night and it's similar to what the Lakers were experiencing with Steph Curry in the last series. And this isn't the first time that we've compared Jokic to Steph, but you can't let him have everything. And I'm not saying the Lakers are letting him have everything. Jokic is certainly taking a lot. Um, but he is dominating the game offensively and he's setting the terms of, of engagement a lot. And then that allowed, I think, Murray to basically have a terrible shooting game for three quarters. Um, he was five for 17 at one point, which is what Anthony Davis shot from the floor coincidentally but then murray went six for seven in the fourth quarter including several just huge back-breaking threes a couple of them up against the shot clock and that was the difference in the game the lakers went into the fourth quarter up by three they could have easily been up five ad got a goaltending call right at the end of that quarter but it could have been even eight or 11 based off what pete was saying too that there were just a couple of moments where the Lakers didn't have it, and credit to Denver. They're a great home team, Mike, and they found a way to get a great win for them at home, and they've really put the Lakers back on their heels now being down 0-2. Yeah, and the Lakers not finding a way to get either of these wins is, you know, that might be the difference between winning the series and not. Um, it, it's certainly not over, and I do think that going home, the Lakers have some things that they can they can use to build momentum um, and make this an interesting series. Uh, obviously, they have to win both home games, right, to draw even. I don't think that Denver is an arena that the Lakers can't win in. Uh, they played, they had various portions of both games that they dominated in. But, you know, Denver literally hitting five straight threes um, in about a three-minute stretch of the fourth quarter, and four of them being contested. LeBron said after the game that they they weren't breakdowns like they hit contested threes and uh, that stuff that was the difference in the game. But there were other things in the game that I think that are I'm going to start with my kind of LeBron and AD um, as the as the most important part of it and efficiency wise right it just wasn't there and as I look at not just tonight but you know what could happen moving forward in the series. This is part to me, the difference between Steph and Jokic and Jokic requires such a heavy lift defensively um, in the paint and just in the half court offensively, even keeping off the offensive glass that that a lot of that does fall upon LeBron and AD um, LeBron guarded him a lot more than Rui tonight. Uh, he, he did a lot of it in the fourth quarter. And I thought that because of all that's been asked of them on that end, and I thought both LeBron and AD were terrific for the most part defensively that on the offensive side of the court, again, easy to say this, harder to, to actually execute. And then if they do it, if they do what I'm about to suggest, they'll get criticized the other way. But I thought there were opportunities to let some of the other guards, other guys initiate more and have either LeBron or AD be more play finishers um, at times than having to create everything and all of the plays going for them. Because they're the two, unlike in some of the Warriors series, although AD certainly had that ask, but AD didn't have to do as heavy of a lift against Golden State. Um, and LeBron didn't have as heavy of a lift defensively against Golden State. 
So I, I just think that like Austin was cooking them at times, um, whether it's D'Lo or Schroeder. D'Lo took zero shots in five minutes in the fourth quarter. Dennis took one in eight minutes. Uh, Rui took one shot in 10 minutes. And I just think that as the series goes forward, Denver's playing six guys. They're not even, they're barely playing anybody else. They're all playing huge minutes. Jokic is getting tired by the fourth quarter. Like if the Lakers can just use eight guys and really get some more out of those other guys. And like that to me is the only way to kind of flip the series and not think that LeBron and Navy are going to be able to do everything that they have to do defensively in the series. And then also carry the fourth quarter offense. Um, So that that's just what was on my mind as I was kind of leaving the arena and, and reliving the fourth and looking at the box score and thinking about what LeBron and Nitty have had to do since February. And then LeBron after with the injury, especially and not having the ramp up time plus the rest and where their legs are right now in concert with Denver's um, and, and how fresh and hungry Denver looks in contrast. I, I think that's accurate. Um, and that going forward, that initiation from the guard spots are certainly important, but I'm a little less charitable toward our our stars and their performance on the offensive end based on the defensive look. Like that's that's the concept of the team, right? And this has been something that both of these games have showed season-long weaknesses that have manifested themselves in super important games at the wrong time. And the reason I bring that up in relation to the stars is that there hasn't been a like give the ball to our stars and they're going to get you reliable buckets buckets on a consistent basis type of thing right and so Jokic and Murray combined for 60 points LeBron and AD 40 points right AD goes four for 15 and on top of that D there's a lot of like getting out run up and down the court you have a, a more favorable view toward this than I do but like I thought our stars got their butts kicked on a, on a lot of in a lot of sentence, senses and that the overall team played well enough to win the game but this is the type of game you need your stars to play better than that the Lakers do need their stars to play better uh offensively there so I should say this the Lakers stars did not play well enough offensively today mm-hmm. they had a great game offensively mm-hmm. the other game but the defense was not as good and today the defense was so much better what Denver score? 113 points? 108 points. And that was a rock fight for Mm -hmm. a lot of the game. And LeBron James was sitting in a damn defensive stance, both on the perimeter and sitting on Jokic's legs, just trying to take everything away. AD is being asked to be the nightcrawler defensively because he has to he has to sometimes defend well, Nikola Jokic, and sometimes he's in help situations, and then he's going back to the defensive glass, and he's playing in between a lot. One of the things that I am concerned about is the Lakers' transition defense, which has been an issue all year. One of the reasons why that it's even more pronounced this series, I think, is A, Denver's great running habits, but B, Denver is such a good defensive rebounding team. And the rebounders that they have are the guys who push the ball up the court as well. So Jokic is a grab-and-go player. Aaron Gordon's mm-hmm. a grab-and-go player. These guys are taught, as you could tell, they're, they are not taught. They are told, if you get the ball, you're just going. Denver's guys don't look for outlet passes. Their guards do not look for outlet passes. The ball is off of the glass, and and the guy who gets it is told to bring up the ball. Even if it was KCP, he would do that too, right? Um, and the Lakers are going for offensive rebounds, 
one of the reasons why AD is getting beat up the court is because he's starting to play behind the play. He's behind the play. Like, and he's not catching the ball. Now, you could say, like, he should be catching the ball, and maybe he should. Like, in terms of, like, chasing Jokic from, from behind, but, he, but he's not. And too many times, both he, whether it's him or whether it's LeBron or whether it's Vanderbilt, like there was a play where Porter Jr. got free in the left-hand corner off of a transition play and he shot a a sort of like sidestep drifting left three. And that whole play happened. Vando was in the right-hand corner. The shot went up. He crashed the offensive rebound, didn't get it. Jokic got the ball. AD had inside position on Jokic, but he was under the rim. The ball kicked out a little bit farther than than that towards the foul line. Jokic got it. He pushed up. And both Vando and AD are behind the play. It's five on three at that point. And Denver is playing five on four, five on three, four on three. So much in early offense. Like, how many times? This series, and it's been two games. What's it been? Half a dozen times? Seven times? Eight times? That a guy has pushed the ball all the way up the court and just scored at the basket with no one stopping the ball? And one of the reasons why that's happening is because Denver is has great running habits. They are running to they are spacing shooters to the corners, and then their bigs fill middle lane and the guys who are back are trying to track Mike and they're not stopping the ball. Yeah, that I, I agree with all that. Uh, and I think that's a, that's like clearly a factor that the Lakers, I, I asked Darvin about transition defense after the game. And with our general rule is if you're above the break, you have to get back immediately sprint back. If you're below, you can go crash um, and try to get an offensive rebound. And I just wonder if, if in this series with how Jokic is going to be planted there and he's most likely going to get it if it's in his vicinity, is it really worth sending that guy from the corner? Um, and, and I don't know that it is, but I, I want to get back to LeBron and AD. So here, fin- finish your point on this. Just, just on that point, Mike, that the Lakers don't have good enough floor balance for guys for, the, for that to be the rule. They are running too much of a post-heavy offense and too many of their plays are going towards the basket for the rule to be, if you're below the foul line, you can still crash, basically, because there's typically three guys below the foul line. And that's too many players considering Denver going up court. I think that's, but I think that involves LeBron and AD though, right? Like, is that, and that's, this is part of, to kind of get back to, to, to Pete's point and, I don't view this as one of us being charitable and the other one being hard on LeBron and AD. Like, so first of all, Jokic was nine for 18 in the paint. Um, that for him is like yeah. an F, you know, and, and that's credit to LeBron and AD battling and wrestling the bear all night. So Pete, you watched AD's shots and I'm sure you watch them over again. Where were most of them? Yep. They were short, he was short on most of his shots. Why is that? Not because like, so is that is that because he needs to be better or is it because he, he literally doesn't have legs like all of the shots are short? Why is LeBron missing threes? Right. Legs. Um, why is LeBron missing a couple of bunnies at the rim? that doesn't usually legs fatigue like the so I'm not 
to me, it's not just like, Hey man, you got to play better. Like you gotta, you gotta hit those shots. You're the stars. It's like, no, the legs that are required here mean that other players of which the Lakers do have some with this current makeup have to be afforded a little bit more, uh, I, I don't know, opportunity or chances or just have to be doing more because I don't think that, that those legs are going to get better as the as the series goes on because they've had to do a couple of months now of all of that heavy lifting. And it's not three years ago for LeBron. It's not even with AD. He didn't get a whole four months leading up to the bubble. And then the Lakers won the first three rounds in five games. You know, I, I don't see that problem being solved by them just having like a flourish of, of, uh, of health and energy. Um, less so than if they can get more from Hachimura, Intruder, and Walker, and Russell, and Reeves. And I don't think we're going to get too much more from Rui and Austin. Like, they've been great. And, like, AD was four for 15, right? And there's no offensive action that... And that's that's why they lost the game, right? Yes. I'm not not disputing that. Like, that's why they lost. Because they missed the shots, they had to make them. But and then the five, the flurry from three. I think they could do a yes. better job on Murray, even though we hit contested shots. But I'm saying right. moving forward in the series, I'm not just going to expect that LeBron and AD are going to be shooting like 60 percent um, on on their shots, and and that's what's going to carry the Lakers to a series win. I, I just don't think the legs are going to be there for that. I expectation. don't expect them to shoot 60 percent, but I don't expect them to shoot 25 percent, right? And like. <laughs> Again, he was he was like LeBron's jump shooting has been an issue all year. This is one of the worst three point shooting seasons of his career. He's shooting twenty three percent from the playoffs. Like yes, it's a it's a legs thing to a degree, but it hasn't just been a legs thing, right? The not running up the court, the not having like a reliable throw the ball to this guy and he's going to get you a bucket type of thing. That's been a a thing all year. Now, are there alternatives? Are there different routes we can go? I think that giving the ball to Austin a little bit more is, is a, 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 something that we can mine and find some possibilities with, but like we need our stars to produce reliable offense, no matter what their defensive ask is on the other end. That's the whole idea behind the team. So let's take a break. Keep up the conversation. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
so D in the second half, they or in the second quarter, they switched to a deep drop with Jokic, where they really moved him back, and that opened up some of those mid-range type of opportunities. But they really sold out toward the paint. And when we were talking in our preview today, that was one of the things. Like, hey, you know, Lakers, LeBron's been picking on Murray. We didn't see a ton of that today. We've been really mismatch hunting and attacking the paint, and wondering, you know, what are Denver's adjustments? And one of the places that we landed on was if they really sell out in the paint, they can give up, willingly give up perimeter jumpers, right? And so that's a lot of what they did, especially with that deep drop with Jokic in the second quarter. And I thought that really impacted us. And so not to be terribly reductive, but we got to hit jump shots. At one point we were like, what, five for 24 from three. We finished well below 30%. And in that rock fight kind of game, that is going to happen, right? And Denver didn't shoot well for most of the game until the fourth quarter as well. But this is important, right? You can play the best floor game possible, but if you can't make an open jump shot, it's going to be hard to win the game. Yeah, totally. And this is why it's a make or miss league. And I sense the frustration that you're coming from in terms of like reliable offense. There's always going to be a balance within how you're able to to win a basketball game. I think it's reductive to only look at what the Lakers did in terms of makes or misses. Remember when AD had that really good game against um, either the Warriors or Memphis. And then the next game, he he basically missed all those same shots. And he was just like, well, got all the same shots. I got I took the last game and they went in the last game and they didn't this game. And I sort of felt that way with this game. AD typically finds his rhythm the more shots that he gets. And I was happy that he stayed aggressive and that he kept shooting. The shots just didn't go in. There were only a couple of shots where I felt like these are forced. He had a left wing post up where um, this was when Jokic was out of the game and they were playing the green Gordon front court and LeBron and AD were were both in and LeBron was clearly tired and AD came up to set a pick and roll and LeBron sent him back to go to the post AD got a right wing post up, but he wasn't in the, he wasn't, he had to, he came up and then he went back to fight for position. And by that point, he was already further out than what you would have wanted him to be. And I think he caught the ball at maybe 18 feet. He backed down Gordon about as much as he could. Then Green pinched down because he wasn't just going to let AD just back down Aaron Gordon and he's going to cheat off LeBron. You just talked about how LeBron's not making jumpers. So guess who's going to get cheated off of, right? LeBron is. And so AD tried to split Green and Gordon. He shot like a eight, 10 foot jump hook. He missed it. And that was really the only shot where I felt like, eh, that's not really in rhythm. That's not really a good shot. Like we just sort of went to that because everyone looked tired and even AD looked tired. And those are those are the possessions where you just feel like, well, why was that the plan there, right? And I think that speaks to your point and to some extent to Mike's point that on some of these possessions, you do need to be able to go to other things if this is the state of your stars in this specific game. And so I'm not ready to forecast this sort of performance the rest of the series. AD just scored 40 points two days ago and and LeBron shot 50 something percent too and damn near had a triple double. He almost had a triple double this game as well. It's like there's there's a certain amount of I I come back to the idea that like Denver's really good. 
and they did what they had to do to get this game. And what's disappointing to me is that if AD has close to a normal game, if LeBron doesn't punt a fast break and just have the ball slip out of his hands and miss two other layups inside, then this is is potentially a different game as well. Like there was some self-inflicted wounds and some subpar performances in a game where the defense was about where you needed it to be. And they just didn't come through on, on offense. That's super frustrating. It's also one, one of those things where I don't know if I expect it to be like this every game, but it sucks to lose this way, Mike. So think about the Lonnie Walker game, like the Warriors went into that to the Lakers building and gave their best effort. Like they held the Lakers down. They built a lead. Um, they were tough. You know, they kind of did what the Warriors typically do. And I thought for the most part, even while LeBron and AD were not efficient, like they were given so they were doing so well defensively that like the Lakers were in pretty good position, um, even with some some bad mistakes like Dennis at the end of the third quarter. Right. Not realizing the shot clock reset, taking that shot, they go on and they finish like that's a big swing. Right. Five point lead as opposed to three going into the fourth. Um, there were a number of plays like that. But that happens. Like Golden State had a couple miscues like that in that game too. But then Lonnie Walker just started hitting every shot. And so they lost. In this case, if MPJ and especially Jamal Murray are going to hit like step back, contested end of clock threes in consecutive fashion, you're going to lose that, that game um, a lot of times. Like if if everything else is close. So I, I that part of it to me is sort of the unfortunate part is that I thought the Lakers – I thought that this was closer to a 1-1 split in these two games than it was 2-0. And, but it's not. You know, it's 2-0. And now, like, that's what I think that I'm so focused in, in Pete, maybe too much so, on, on looking at the bigger picture of this series. And to me, that's why I keep going back to what do LeBron and AD really have, all things considered, coming off the injuries, with the trade deadline, all of that stuff, like where they're at. What do they have to do? to win four out of five games. And, and like, I think the way they're looking at it is more just game three, you know, but I'm trying to think what can be built um, to, to go against this Nuggets team that is keeping a very tight six man rotation, basically Porter 31 minutes, even though he had some fall trouble, Gordon 39, Jokic 42, KCP 26, because they went with Brown late. Brown has been killing the Lakers 37 minutes and then 43 for Murray. And like Jeff Green playing 15 minutes doing nothing. Um, Christian Brown playing four minutes doing less than nothing. And Reggie Jackson with three minutes. Like that, that is a, it's a crisp, excellent playoff rotation if it's allowed to be. But it's very tough to play, to play that many for like a whole series, um, usually um, by this stage. It's just that that's when it helps that Denver didn't have to do as much in their first and second round battles and that they didn't have to do as much in March and April because they had built themselves a healthy I mean, they played six, but they looked like the team with the fresher legs. And that speaks to your point of taking that time off. Right. And it's so why. they're also they the are. home team. And it's just like, team. like the and energy and Jokic that- is in his full, full on prime, like energy wise, hunger wise, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And so is Murray. Like they've got, they have a chip on their shoulder that is not nearly as big as it needs to be for Mike Malone. That's the like Denver. They are going to keep that up. They're going to keep that up. And I, I just don't think that the Lakers can depend upon stars being the stars. You know, I think it's got to be like this full on 
um, uh, the full on like unit, including using the home crowd and then and then ripping the momentum um, to try and carry that into game five. We need to be able to rely on our, our stars to be at least make open shots because the way that Denver was defending us, I was as you were talking D uh, about AD, I was watching AD's shot reel from tonight. These are clean looks. They're open shots, Le- and he missed him, and LeBron, and this has been something that's been happening a lot this season, and that may be what ends our season, but what I'm saying is that, like, if if you get the open, if you get the open jumper, if you get an open shot, you have won in the playoffs in some ways, right? Like, getting an open shot, a clean look is hard, but if you can't knock it down... Sure. Watch the plays on defense before AD gets those shots. I'm not even talking about, like... There's just a certain I'm not amount excusing of. That. I'm saying it's a fact. He's going to miss those shots, as some of them. Like he does the, the legs. What is required from them? I'm I'm seeing. I'm I'm watching it. Like behind, not even like on the on the way to the bus. Like it is. It is a big ask, and I get that superstars are supposed to meet that moment. But here, Darius, go ahead. I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. No, because I think that 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 context is is important. It's also not context that I'm carrying through for every single game. It's just like, have the Lakers had moments like that throughout the season? They have. They have. It's just like, they've been, they won the number of games they won for a variety of reasons. Their stars have been mostly great, I would argue, during the stretches in which they were healthy. And today they were not. The thing that I sort of, that I'm sort of pushing back on with you, Pete, is is that there seems to be a finality with the context in which you're talking about tonight. And tonight was one night. It's just like, if if you can't rely on, the if is the important word there. Because I'm not... I'm not in the position where I'm just I'm like they is, can't as be relied shooters, on. This has been a theme. I'm not in the that year, position. And that Denver made an adjustment where they basically sold out into the paint at while conceding jump shots to a certain degree. This is one of my bigger worries with this team because it's been a consistent thing all year. And so the reliability is specific, and they can be so great in so many yes. ways. LeBron was so good on defense on on Jokic and just in general. AD was a big part of why our half-court defense was great, right? I'm not saying that they cannot be relied upon, period, or even in off, on the offensive end. LeBron had 10 assists tonight. But what I'm saying is that that you can get away with a lot defensively if you're Denver, if you're willing to be like, eh, that's fine, just shoot a jumper. We're not going not gonna to contest it all that much. They're also not the only two guys that, that are on the court. And so Rui was great. Austin was bad for a little while. He was three for nine. He did his own little version of Jamal Murray in that Austin started three for nine and he finished, what, eight for 16, right? So he finished five of seven, on on his next, including like a bank three and just some gutsy Austin shots. Like like this mm-hmm. was a game where if the Lakers win, like we're all over Rui and we're all over Austin just because like they played such like just strong floor games and were really exactly what the Lakers needed from them. Um, and AD and LeBron were not there. Because the asks on them this series are super high and they just didn't have it this game. They just didn't. LeBron, I thought I thought LeBron chased it a little bit with his three ball. If anyone's ever been to Vegas and you're someone who likes to play the slots, then you'll get on a slot and you'll be like, oh, how are the wheels spinning this time? 
and you're like waiting for those sevens to come across and it's like seven, seven, and then it spins for a long time. And then the seven is just right above the pay line. And you're like, oh, I missed it. Let me, let me spin this one again. And it's like seven, seven, and then it spins again and a bar comes up and you're like, well, damn it. This looks like it's going to pay out soon. And I felt like that's how LeBron was with this three ball today. Like they felt good coming off of his hand. They were like, and then it's back rimming or it's like literally off by like a couple of inches and he just chased it a little bit. And before you knew it, that $20 bill that you put in the slot is all down to zeros. And you're just like, damn it. Like I got nothing to show for all of these jumpers I took. Well, let me, let me, if I can get back to, I want to talk about Austin for a little bit. So Austin basically just set a record for most threes made Did he really? in a five wow. game stretch um, for a Lakers player. Kobe and Fish in in like a five consecutive game stretch in a playoff series. So Kobe had 15 in 2010. One. And yeah. uh, Fish had 15 in like two, either 2000 or 2001. Austin had yeah. 15 in the previous four, and then he hit five tonight. So Austin's three coming around like this. In, in bio, it's not Except like for the banked one, yeah. look lucky <laughs> when he throws it up there. It looks pretty good, right? Yes. Like form... Touche. Yes. The, that, the bank one is just the basketball God shining kindly upon him for being him. Yes. Um, it, it, and he gets those too. Those guys that have that sort of shooting touch. They, you know, yeah. It, yeah. It's the touch. And it's also because like it's online, you know, like it was obviously strong. And anyway, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue that like the bank shot means that he's amazing. That one was a little lucky. Um, let's, let's just call it what it is. But so Austin was eight for 16. Um, he had five assists. And he played 36 minutes. He played a little bit less than last game. He played 42, partly because Russell's minutes were up. D'Lo played the whole first quarter. Um, and, you know, Dennis was at 30. I, I just think that, like, going home, this is when, if, like, again, to, to uh, please tell me if I'm repeating myself, because um, this is not about LeBron and AD as much. But it's, so the home game is when the role players, home games are when the role players are supposed to do a little bit more. The energy is going to be up in the building. You know, I I would love to find a way to lessen at least some of the burden on LeBron and AD offensively in these two games and then and use that in a couple of different ways. One, because I don't think Denver has the defenders to actually make it kind of like to make it as difficult for Reeves or for Russell um, or even for Dennis uh, to be creating opportunities. And LeBron and AD, I think, can be finishing a lot of those plays. Uh, and that's not to take away from AD going at Jokic and, you know, one-on-one situations and taking them off the dribble. Um, that's just like Austin has been his so clearly proven himself to be a very good player. Why not ride that a little bit more? Who on Denver is going to stop that? Mm-hmm. Who on De- like he's getting 20 points every night now without even being the main focus. It's like as the side act on the other side of the floor. So um, I'm I'm just trying to emphasize that it, for a couple of different reasons. One, I think it can work, and two, I think it can lessen some of the burden that LeBron and AD are having to field. I I think you're right about that, but in terms of that burden, Austin and Rui outscored LeBron and AD. They combined for more points than those two. In terms of like offensive support, I would argue D that they had a sufficient amount of it from the role guys just off of, of Austin and Rui. Now, could they go to it more for sure? And I do think that's a future thing, but I don't know. I thought they had enough. Yeah. And this is why it's just like, I'm not disagreeing with the idea that LeBron and AD needed to be better this game Mm -hmm. offensively. I think might contextualize some of the reasons why they weren't. I also just think that like AD missed some shots. AD 
Like a lot of shots that were, yeah, that right were just there. right there. Like, and this is where, like, I know that I can be apologetic about AD and I can show him grace. I thought tonight offensively, he just didn't have it. He just didn't have it. And it's like, have there been more of those nights this season? Like, I feel like there have been in the playoffs, although it's like, this is the this is actually the first game where I felt like the entire other team's defensive game plan mm. isn't to like neutralize Anthony right. Davis and he just missed some shots, right? Like Memphis's whole plan was just like, hey man, it's gonna be anyone but you. Mm-hmm. Like anything you do, you're gonna see multiple bodies. Um, I thought Golden State is best as they could they were just like we're going to try to to limit right what you're doing and they happen to have Draymond Green who is like just an amazing defensive player this was a game where i just thought if you told ad this is the shot diet you're going to get you're going to get 15 shots and you could probably even get more than that if you really felt like taking the shots how many do you think you're going to make if this is your shot diet He'd probably be like, I got 15 of those. I don't know. I'll make 10 of those shots. Right. And he just didn't tonight. And that's on him. Will he be better? I actually think he will be better the next game. I actually do think LeBron will be better the next game. If we had to tell if we had to cut these eight quarters up into a piece of pie and we were to tell you who's actually won more of the quarters, right? Like the Lakers are probably up five to three and they're down 0-2. And that's a crappy place to be. It just is. I've, I say this every year in the playoffs because every year it happens in at least one series that it's hard enough to beat a team four times. To beat them five times or to beat them six times is damn near impossible in a seven game series. This series feels like the Lakers are going to have to win five times because they played good enough to win this game. I don't think they actually played well enough to win the last game. I thought they made an adjustment. They wrong footed Denver and Denver held on at the end. But this was a game where the Lakers led by 10 points multiple times. They controlled the middle portion of the game. They got up by 10. Denver made a run and then the Lakers pushed it back again and they had them at arm's distance and then there was that five minute stretch where they just didn't make a basket at all and they didn't score until lebron got a layup and then i think austin hit a shot well if i could point out too like that was when both lebron and austin got subbed out in the second quarter which is probably something in the series we don't want to do a ton of mike and then like in the first game they put together this late flurry and it felt like they were going to steal it. Uh, you know, AD, he makes the one three and then has two different looks from three. One of which I might have said, OK, maybe put the ball on the floor and drive just like LeBron's last game. But you sort of you trust it in the, in the way that the game is going and the momentum and, you know, all of that. Like th- those are shots that sometimes are impossible to turn down when when you feel like the, the water mm-hmm. fl- is, is flowing over the um, over the edge in your direction. And. The play that that really killed me, uh, and, and oh, I Dennis, so much yeah. easier said than done. But when Murray drew the free throws on his drive on Dennis, and it's a tough play to avoid a foul on. Like I get it, Murray's going to throw your body in a little bit, but it's just like that. 
that's got to be a discipline sort of if he hits that shot running and fading to his right so be it and ad's behind him and then that was it was a two-point game because that was right mm-hmm. after ad had hit the three i'm sorry that was after the reeves bank three went after lebron turned the ankle um and but you know it's it's just a if you if you try to take all of the plays that coulda shoulda woulda most of them i feel like went for t- endeavor's direction um in these two games when they needed to and uh, that's a, you know, that's a big hole to be in, but um, the late, like the Lakers can't be thinking about this mm-hmm. massive context. Like they just got to win game three and then put, the, put the pressure right back on Denver um, for game four and make, if Denver, if Denver can come into your building and, and win for the first time in, a, in the postseason, anybody's done there, um, then they're going to deserve to win the series, mm-hmm. but you can put heat on them, significant heat by winning the two home games. And if anything, like I don't think the Lakers are going to be scared to come into Denver for game five. They're not. The fans are going to be even, even nervous in a certain sense. It's just like I'm I'm just trying to with all of my my own narrative today. I'm trying to figure out how to how to elongate a little bit of the miles on those legs um, for the two main horses that that you're going to need to get through the series. Credit to Denver. They hit some huge shots, played good defense, had the fresher legs in that fourth quarter and took a commanding 2-0 series lead. We will not be back to preview game three, but we will be back to talk about how it went. And so until then, you've been listening to the Laker Film Room Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Baines has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Tips to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic scores. There's Magic got it. Magic fires. It's good. And the Lakers win the game. The Lakers win the game. Three seconds left. A lot of Laker fans okay, sticking so around for this. You're seeing something that's very rare indeed. A Laker to get MVP chance right, in, Boston. in Boston. Of all places. Are you kidding me? Kobe. Hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. Are you kidding me? Lakers looking to push. Bryant spinning in the lane. Back for Gasol. Pretty pass. And it's back to a three-point game. Kobe Bryant picked up by Bell. There's the move. Two, one, miss it. Unbelievable. It's over. Shot clock now to five. Bryant. Yes. And that was a little tough to Alvin Gentry. Bad insult to injury, Kobe. I mean, what a shot. I mean, you can't defend that. Are you kidding me? 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic. Trying to disrupt Rondo, he puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! James again. Oh, he hits another one. LeBron James putting together a closing quarter against the Nuggets. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.